This is the Financial Coconut Podcast, Singapore's first personal finance podcast network. I'm your host, Reggie, aka your chief financial coconut. Every Wednesday, you'll be chilling with me and my guests, who are some of the quirkiest, geekiest people we can find on the internet about how they do money and life. Sit back, relax. We are a few days away from the weekend. Welcome to Chill Swift TFC. Give me some idea. How, how does it work? Like, who do you pay? You know, like, what, had, what do you pay for and all that? We had... Marketing. Marketing, yes. Marketing costs. Our partners, our marketing Part- partners. Our marketing partners, yes. Who really helped us out. Yeah. How does it work? Like a referral type of thing? Or... Upon sell... Is it like crypto out- Twitter... No, no, no. It's not some random people you find. I don't anyhow trust. Uh. They DM you, ask you, hey, I can yeah. do marketing for you. Oh my yeah, God, yeah, all of that. Yeah, yeah. All, all of, scam. of that is scams, okay? Welcome to Chills with TFC, where we sit down with the geekiest, quirkiest individuals to learn about how they do money and life. I'm your host, Reggie, aka Yorochi Financial Coconut, and today we are going to be talking about NFTs. Yes, yes, yes. Like, when market's so shit, y'all still want to talk about NFTs. Who's going to listen, right? But more importantly, I wanted to get this guest on today because she wrote the whole thing as it happened. She quit a job, flew to NFT New York, launched an NFT project to sold out success, was all over the news, then lost money at the crypto crash ultimately she took her brand into a very physical path selling plush toys so it is very very interesting in my view more importantly she is going to share an exclusive with us exclusive the secret as to why she can do this whole thing right actually selling nft is like all the excitement but then now she go and sell plush toys with her nft focusing on physical merch right so <laughs> Who can do that in Singapore and still live a decent life, right? She actually won something while she was at NFT New York. So she's going to share that story exclusive. Huh? I'm very intrigued by her experience in a very engaging um, way she shared this whole thing. Hopefully, we can provide some insights uh, to all of you still exploring the NFT space or at least just kind of get an update of where does she think this space go and let's see where this brings us. So today, introducing Chanel and Richmond from Tasty Toasties. This is Chill Swift TFC. Welcome back into the studio. Today we have something very cute. <laughs> so, yes, uh, before we roll, maybe you want to introduce yourself and uh, what is this? Yes. yes. Hi, everyone. I'm Chanel. I created an NFT project called Tasty Toasties about two years ago. And it started off as digital NFTs, but today it's a physical plush toy. Woohoo! Yeah. And. <laughs> Hi, I'm Richmond. I'm the co-founder of Tasty Toasties and Chanel's brother. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it's a big part of it because I think when I was talking to Chanel, right, I mean, y'all probably saw her in our uh, previous podcast on e-commerce, right? And after that, I realized, oh, this whole thing is not just uh, alone. Uh. She's not alone in this, in Tasty Toasties. There's a, there's a partner in crime at the back, right? Not, not always around. And uh, just trying to stop her from doing stupid things. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the dynamics. How do y'all even get started in this together? Oh, okay. So I learned about NFTs when I was interviewing for jobs about two years ago. A college professor linked me up with one of his other ex-students who founded a wildly successful NFT company. And when they called, he gave me like a one-hour breakdown of what NFTs were. I was like, what? And then I watched a lot of YouTube videos and had some leftover Ethereum from the previous crypto cycle. So I was like, okay, I'll buy some to try. Told my brother here about what I was buying. And he was like, 
you know, interested. <laughs> no, 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 not yet, not yet. Because when you first buy, right, that time everything was very hot. Everything keeps selling out. And it was in the middle of the night because these are NFTs that are being dropped by like um people in the US or overseas, basically. And we and then he 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 got very like interested. So like, I buy sell like like Pokemon cards, like trading like that, right? So he's been fan of Pokemon cards since growing up. So um yeah, I just told him about it. Then the second time around, we started to try and buy something. Everything sold out immediately again. Like it, because we're not on the allow list, you know that kind of stuff. And what the, else an allow uh, list? The, the pre-sale list. Oh, yeah, but the thing is, when you're, you're new, you're not special. You're yeah, not special. when you're new, you don't know these things, or you just see got the, the thing dropping, but you didn't have time to go and like no get access. yourself on the list, yes. right? Yeah. So we didn't know about all that kind of thing. I remember at five a.m. He was sitting on the sofa thinking, "Why are we always at the mercy of other people? Want to buy this also cannot buy." He was like, "We go make our own one." Yeah. <laughs> you want to chip in on that? Basically, there was a project. What what whale ah? Cyber Kongs. No, 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 as in we were trying to buy Cyber Kongs, but yeah. there was a whale project that a twelve year old kid made. Oh, weird, weird whales. Weird whales. Yeah, I can't remember what's it called. I think it's weird. It's made by a twelve year old kid. Yeah, and I, I was mean, just thinking myself, if a twelve year old kid can do it, so God, can I. Yeah, so can we. So can anyone. Like yeah. God help us, dude. Like there's no way we can't make this. Uh huh. Uh huh. And so, then what happened? I was like, we're gonna we're gonna make it. I'm gonna let you know in a week whether we can make it. We're gonna make it. Then after that, yeah. I just went to my room, set my computer for. This was during COVID, so you know a lot of free time. Just set my computer and. Like, Were you employed during COVID? Yeah, I was employed. Never got free time. God, no, I mean, work from home. I work from home. Hey, Tarek, Tarek, your message. Okay, please continue. I'm okay, I still work from home, like, like, in between, you know, and then after work. Just, in between? <laughs> I, I, I was sleeping three hours a day like, at that point. Oh my God. Yeah, so, okay. so, like, in between what I was supposed to do, like, then, you know, work from home, you do a bit less. Okay, Maybe, maybe not. So I spent like about 14 hours learning how to code every day for oh. the first week. And then I decided, yes, actually I can learn it. And and just like out of context, I, I only learned Python for data science in school. So for all the coders who know coding, that's nothing. La. That's, that's you, really like... You can't do shit. You can't do shit. Yeah, you can't do <laughs> yeah. shit. And then like I learned it all and I, I decided that it's possible to learn enough to build it in one week. Then I spent like 20 hours, like 14 hours a day on the project itself. And like I slept four hours a day for like three, three months to do it. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So and I learned full stack coding in three months. Okay, so it's possible, right? Well, this is sponsored by SkillsFuture. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. No, like, not yet, not yet. SkillsFuture, what are waiting for? You see all these good stories, right? Yes, yes. But it was very uh, painful. La. I of was course, very angry. Of course, yes. it was very painful, for he sure. He was very sure. sleep deprived uh. and very tired. Yes, and he was also project managing me to a certain degree because he put in so many hours into this. I was also employed at that time. In fact, I, I took a new job and... I was like, yeah, maybe somehow me was still like, just 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 do it and see how, see how. But for him, he was like, I already learned how to do it. You better, you better like <laughs> no like bring your 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 worth to the table. So because my worth was drawing the characters, doing the the marketing, you know, doing the selling. I know you're the yeah. non-tech founder. Yeah, yeah, correct. Correct. Okay, and then, and then after that, what happened? Share, share with us a little bit more on, on the story. Of course, eventually they sold out, yeah. Okay, so that, that's why they are here, right? And and I, I got them on, okay, because I wanted to discuss a little bit more about this whole NFT thing. Like, is there a future? You know, what are we looking at this? And and, and all that jazz, huh? And I know if I get 
you know, other big boys or big service providers in, right? Uh, they confirm shilling, uh, right? Confirm is cheering. Ooh, very good, very good, right? So I want to hear people, been there, done there, you know, uh, in the ecosystem, you know, like where, where, where is it? So yeah. eventually this whole NFT project sold out. Yes, right? yes. Yeah. But the first time round that we launched for sale, uh, I didn't bring my share to the table. <laughs> I let, I, let, I let him down. Um, it, it didn't sell out. In fact, we oh, sold wait, like so only you 200. You sold twice? Yes. We, saw, we attempted to sell twice. So the second time around was successful. First time around was not. So... Um, okay, wait. Uh, let yeah. me understand a little bit. So you were designing the yes. NFTs and then you learned to code so that you make it into... Make, make the product, right? So that, yep. that comes together to form the product. Correct. And then you have to launch the product. Yes. You know, but the first launch was a fail. Was that fail? Yes. Okay. I mean, we collected like all the pre-sale and everything. But okay, so for context, right? To be a successful NFT project, you need to sell out with a bank. And on top of that, after the sales out, right? People need to keep trading it. So that's how you see the escalating prices and all the prices you see in the news. It's not the price that the original NFT sold for. It's the price that the, the, the secondary resale value eventually climbs to. Okay, so I didn't build enough hype to not even pass the first one uh, the first layer which is to sell finish and then after that you still need to continue building the hype so that people want to keep trading so that it keeps go up, going up okay and on that count we have still failed but on the <laughs> but, but but at least at least we sold out our inventory of nfts so to speak okay but the first time around i just didn't build enough of that groundswell and um i looking back i think there were a couple of reasons you know why i thought we could do it but i didn't but it's been so long and a lot of the NFT market dynamics have changed since then. Like for me to rehash it now, I don't know whether it's valuable info for listeners. But basically, yeah, the first time around, we didn't sell finish. And I think everybody who originally came in to buy and support us all a little bit disappointed. But if we had decided to close shop then, then I don't think anyone would have also faulted us. Because like we tried, we were honest, we put our faces out there. But I think... We, we we were not happy. Uh. We, we wanted to. Song. Yeah, we were like, I was like, no, no, no. Like, I, at that point, I quit my job already because. Oh, you're yeah, all in. All in already. So I was like, you know what? On the bread. I just need to make <laughs> it work. Like, okay. You know, and yeah. And then I bought another ticket to fly to the US for the second time round to see how else I can expand and grow the, the, the whole thing. And the second time round when we relaunched it, we lowered our pricing. And also, we only did it when we were very certain that there was more liquidity in the NFT buying space. So it was about three months gap between both times that we tried to sell. The first time round, that particular week, it happened to be down. Like, people were not buying as much and as freely. But the second time round, when we launched, people were buying, like, everything and anything. So that helped us also. Yeah, because... Timing. timing yes, timing is very important for this for this game. Nice, nice. Okay, so when, when you were in the US, what, what did you learn then? Oh, I learned that... What made, what made you... What, yeah, what changed your strategy? Uh, meeting the right people very important. <laughs> I met I met I met people who are very happy to support us in terms of uh sharing our project and what we wanted to do. Or they just look at the art and they were like, yeah, I think this has potential retail value next time. I'm happy to support you. I mean, the many worse things that people have bought and sold out and made more money off than this. So they were like, yeah, you seem like a very responsible, honest person. Uh, we'll be happy to like give you a platform to share your story and, and you know, give you that push. Uh. So those people I could not find in Singapore to be very honest. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, okay. And not enough. Not enough. I don't think there were enough thought leaders in the space coming out from Singapore at that time. Those really 
you know, powerful influential people. They were not from Singapore at that time. Okay, so I had to go overseas to find these people and yeah, you know, just share them what I wanted to do. And eventually, like on the second trip, I made some connections that were very helpful in that regard. And they gave me a platform when we had when we opened our NFT sale and across a time frame of a week, we managed to sustain the buying across every single day of that week up to the point where we hit about 50 to 60% of the NFT sold. And then that's when, boom, it just sold out. Yeah, yeah. once you hit a, a threshold, yeah. you sell almost... Why once you hit a threshold, you will sell? Like people have faith in the project that you will sell. So that's the first marker of whether or not yep. your NFT can even be tradable. If your collection doesn't sell, why buy from another person if you can just buy from the smart contract? Fair. Yeah. Fair, fair. So there's a risk then. Yeah, so actually the whole week, I guess there were people tracking or watching our project. They were all just waiting They're for just uh, waiting the moment for the to go in. They were just waiting for the 50%. Then they yeah. all, all, you know. Really? Will. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Because okay. now this project has shown that it has passed the first critical mark. Um, that it can yeah. work. Yeah. And that there's, work. A, there's a good chance for it. Okay, yeah. fair. And, and then after that, what happened? After that? Like in your NFT journey. Honestly, it was a blur. Eh. It was a whirlwind. Because... There was a you lot of ex- the news. Yeah, there was a lot yeah. of excitement. And like we finally sold out, everybody asking, Oh, what are we gonna do? And then we started saying, Okay, okay, we're gonna, gonna actually make the prototypes of this. Hmm. So started making the prototype of that from last last year, like we only had this, and then this year now we have all of this. Also on TikTok shop. Yeah. And and then we even, you know, got like People, oh, when we organized uh, community events, community parties, we started to bring people from the NFT scene together. In fact, like, I think I was one of the first to even have that kind of event because back then still got social gathering restriction. I don't know whether you remember, only five people at a time. So we had to separate people out. Like, when you come to the event, I had to assign them to different tables somewhere, you know? Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So old school, eh? I tell you, I'll never go to NFT event where there's social distancing, right? <laughs> No one can only only my event because I am I'm quite certain I was one of the very first few. I cannot say I am the few, first one for sure. I don't know that, but maybe there are other private secret parties. I don't know, but but I'm not private secret. Oh, but I'm out there, okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> it was an event venue, and we separated everybody by five tables, uh, five five purpose, five five per table, yeah. So that was how that was how long ago this was, and um yeah, we started doing events, started growing the community spirit that way, um. And then what else? Yeah, I started prototyping things, flew back for next round of NFT New York, just to, you know, get like keep trying to integrate us into the community and everything. Uh, we got a lot of media appearances, this and that. I got invited to guest teach at a school on the topic of um, NFT. So I did nice. that for a year. Uh. And I joined the entrepreneur incubator, entrepreneurship incubator. And pitched a different idea actually and I even got funding for that but I've closed it down <laughs> but I returned the funding I closed it down and yeah but I was also NFT related yeah so there has been all the different things in the space that I have tried while getting ready with the physical ideation of Tasty Toasties because to be very honest when we first drew this as the NFT I mean we had some idea of what we wanted to turn it into that's why it more or less matches you know what you will see is the artwork but it takes time to develop physical products. Lah. You know, you need to find supplier. That time, China, 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 sometimes the factory shut down because COVID. Then the fabric mill in a different city, then the fabric mill shut down. So my production cannot push two months. Then like, I'm like, oh my gosh, different parts of the supply chain shut down here and there. So, um, yeah, like, all these things take time. So in the meantime, I was just, you know, exploring other things within the NFT space as well. Yeah. Nice, nice. So, so what, what do you do with the money that you made? 
selling the NFT. It's a sellout, right? If you sell out, how much how much do you accumulate in that in that sellout? We sold each NFT for 0.02. And we sold 7.6k, but we had one plus K in whitelist and yeah. 300 it like potted over from the original sale. Yeah. So, so our total was about 5,000. So we, we sold about 100 ETH. Yeah. 100 plus ETH. That's pretty ETH. cool. That's like 300,000 at a point in time. Yeah. At a point in time, I think 300,000. Yeah. 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 Then we uh, paid all the people who helped us, of course. Give Friends. me some idea. How, how does it work? Like who do you pay? You know, like what, had, what do you pay for and all that? We had Marketing. Marketing, yes. Marketing costs. Our partners, our marketing partners. Our marketing partners, partners, yes. Who really helped us out. Yeah. How does it work? Like a referral type of thing or? Upon sell like crypto uh, Twitter? Percentage, yeah. No, no, no. It's not some random people you find out. Don't anyhow trust. Uh. They DM you, ask you, hey, I can yeah. do marketing for you. Oh my yeah, God, yeah, all yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah. All, all scam. of that is scams, okay? Cannot trust one. All, all trash scams. <laughs> this is really people who, like I mentioned, they trusted in us enough yeah, that they platform. gave us their platform to share like kind yeah. of like you now you're coming here to share yeah. it's people like that la. but after that I just give them like a bonus law. yeah but we didn't pay anything up front uh. it's more like they sell out then, yeah. was it 5 e or a bit more I think no less, less? actually yeah per person 2.5 per person yeah 2.5 per person if uh. that's not a lot for helping us sell out yeah and then we had our own friends who was also chipping in a two lot of their personal two time. Yeah. Two advisors. Like kind of like, hey, I think you should do this. I think you should not do this. You know, like helping us with our pricing strategy. Helping, helping us, us with our timing strategy. Also, yeah, right? helping Discord us with Discord. Discord is so crazy. Yeah. Oh my God, it was yeah, so crazy. Yeah. Very intense. Yeah. yeah, that's why we're not on Discord. My yeah. team brought up Discord. I was like, need to. Huh? No, no, no. Crazy. Actually, I've seen a lot of like non NFT non crypto discords all bolang uh, one yeah, all goes down it's very hard the one is very hectic so they were always helping yeah. us to communicate yes okay okay yeah. cool yeah so everybody little bit little bit then okay but anyway for each each uh, yeah then each okay. for like 6 months oh, of you know, time 56 ethereum I mean this is public you go back and dig you can find yeah. it so it's 56 ethereum we decided would be the treasury amount the treasury. Okay. for tasty toasties Mm. So at that point it was 150k. Yeah. Okay. USD. Then what happened after that? I, what do you spend on? What I, do you I, do I leave it in crypto. So <laughs> I okay, kept okay, okay, there was a point where like I kept nagging her because I, I saw like the price charts. And just gut sense. You look at the chart go parabolic, you look at it crash and then bounce back. It's just gonna crash. Like you just got a feeling. Or like, you know, this information, you just know it's gonna crash. I keep nagging her, we are a half physical, half NFT business, uh, half Ethereum web three business. Can we have our assets half in cash and half in NF uh, Ethereum? Right? How can our treasury be a hundred percent in a volatile asset? That just doesn't make sense. Then another suggestion from our advisor was why not just change it USD uh USDC? Yeah. USDC, yeah. Stablecoin. At least while well, you're still in Ethereum and then like you're hashed. Uh. And then I told her six times, I think. <laughs> six times. I just kept nagging. Can you do it? Can you do it? I want, but what if it moons? What if Ethereum goes to 10k? Then I'm just like, oh my god, this person's a DJ. Yeah, yeah. It is the sign of a DJ. Sign of an absolute DJ. You have to understand, right? And you're very, very deep in it, right? You really, it's very hard to get out of that euphoria state. 
this is not with the toasty money, obviously. I already bought crypto since 2017. Little bit, very little bit. I just started work only, so I don't have much money. I just bought a little bit. I was like, maybe this is my Apple stock. You know, like, with that kind of mentality, I just bought like a little basket. So I was also buying and flipping NFTs with that basket of money. And I was just in that trading mindset, like, in that gambling mindset. I won't even call it trading today. I mean, I learned a lot from that, from that experience. But it was in that gambling mindset where I was like, yeah, buy this one, sell this one, buy it. Yeah, so even... Yeah, it was my mistake that I didn't listen to very sound advice to take out the money. Um, but that being said, like we did still have some. That's why you still see this. <laughs> you know, we, managed we still to, got some running yeah, capital. Yeah, we managed to fund like the production of our first round of products, which is I think still enough to tell the brand story. You know, show the application of the artwork on how it will look on a physical thing. Um, yeah, that's about that's what we did. Lor. we developed all of this into like physical brand assets. Yeah. After, after Ethereum crash, we had like 50, 60k thing left. So it was not a lot. Like yeah, the first not a lot to product, find physical production things. batch was really like 10 plus k. Right? Yeah. yeah. And then like the events that we paid for. Then we had to pay for moderator, oh. to pay for our our website and server here and there. Plus minus another 10k in ops cost for a year. So how, so yeah. how did your, how did your physical toasty sales on the, on the, on the first batch? Honestly, it didn't sell really well. Uh, slow. But it's slow, but I think everyone who touches it, they like it. You know, then those people who really like it, they come back to buy more. So I think that's a sign of something that can grow. And that's why like, I've been continuing to do this because there were many moments where I wondered like, am I just like, hanging on to an idea that I should have just let go long ago, you know, like, it's some cost, Trust right? me, I think of it every day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, how much you like, doing this? Yeah, yeah. Like how long is too long? I yeah. mean, we're all, like, rational people here. Like, was this just, like, a, a dream that was fueled by, like, hype? You know, like, NFT hype. Does it not really based on anything solid and foundational and for a long time I think I was also like one foot out of the door because I went to try other things like I mentioned I went to you know guest lecture I went to join an incubator program and at the program I pitched like building a SaaS product for people to run their own NFT loyalty systems mm, which by um, now is everywhere already right all this no, NFT no, ecosystem not. no 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 it's not so actually there's I, I still believe in that idea I just think that it's the wrong time for me to be spending all my resources on that and bleeding through my head, you know, getting people to want to want to use NFTs for brand loyalty. Um, the big boys are already doing that. Starbucks do, has Starbucks is the most famous one done that. Reddit is a very successful collectible program. Like, like I mean, like, Nike's, still, Nike's still going on. That, right? Yeah, the McDonald's yeah, Singapore, yeah. they collaborated with a local artist to do this. And it's pushed by Bandwagon Labs, which is also Singapore-based. But it won't say it's everywhere. There's in like there's so many loyal, small loyalty apps out there. There's no way that if this is mainstream enough, like just the few that we currently have can serve the whole market. So I still believe in the idea. I think it's more just the timing. The timing is the timing. Like FTX went down, <laughs> Luna went down, yeah. other way around. And then so many people lost so much money that the word NFT and crypto has become synonymous with like bad stuff again. This happens every cycle. <laughs> Dijen. <laughs> He's just whispering there. <laughs> you just yeah. had to. You just yeah. had to do that. You just yeah. had to do that. But like, but no, but so, so yeah, that, but I would say one foot out of the door because, you know, as, as all other entrepreneurs here, maybe you've experienced before, you maybe are the kind of person who have a lot of ideas, want to do a lot of things, right? And those ideas can be all applied to maybe one broader idea or it could be that you have like, you want to start like five different businesses because you can, you got the money, you can delegate whatever, but you're an ideas person and I tend to be more on the ideas person than a executional person, I realized. So, 
I was like trying all these things, but that took away my focus from this. I was like, yeah, the things are in production anyway, but then like, you know, my marketing, I never create that much content. I don't really like to create content to be very honest, but I have to do all those things, what? I just never do that fast enough and keep it up fast enough, law. but I think after going one full circle, trying all these random different things, and you then, realize you're just running away from the problem. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> I was running away from the shame of not listening to him to change the money out. You know, everything crashed, and then running away from the regret of like maybe taking too long to make certain decisions. I actually, I think I honestly took quite long to make certain decisions. Like, pe- like right after we sold out, people wanted to invest in us, and I was like, let me think about it. I never got back to them. And I don't regret it now because I think if they had invested in us, it might have given me more pressure than I could have handled at that time. Because I I was already facing a lot of like, oh my God, did we really do this? I don't think I was mentally ready. Like because we rushed into it. Like imposter syndrome. Yeah, imposter syndrome was extremely high at that point. I I tell you right, like I learned about it August 2021. Okay. And at the same around that was on my interview period, right? I took a new job. After, shortly after that September October yeah I think I quit that job in October 2021 because I was drawing this in September 2021 November 2021 was when we did the first launch and fail yeah, yeah you know how Sien. Sien. then December January January was when we relaunched January 2022 we relaunched at the end of the end of the month right before Chinese New Year our Chinese New Year we never go out we just sit at home and sell <laughs> so then, then February 2022 we sold out that's a very short amount of time, eh. Six true. months, Six months. Eh. And from someone to go from that nine to five mindset, I mean, I always wanted to do my own thing, but I never thought it would be so soon, so fast. I always thought maybe like in my 40s or whatever, I already a little bit more comfortable than like, like more financially ready, more mentally mature. So suddenly after that, we sold out, everybody asked me, oh, what can you do? What can you do this? And then, and then I got interviews, I got like media, I had like opportunities on the table. I honestly was very stretched and very unprepared like mentally unprepared I still remember the day that CNA article came out right? and then everybody was texting me congrats or sending me screenshots they saw the articles like my own personal network and I was like congrats what have I even sell out congrats what <laughs> I just remember thinking this is ridiculous <laughs> like this is not this is not real life so I think it took me a while to like reconcile my life last year and still running doing all these activities trying all these different things but now I'm at a place where I, 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 I ran around like a headless chicken and I'm like you know what the answer was right in front of me all along just focus just make your original plan which was make these cute things see whether people like it and then keep putting the brand out there and then just 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 take it from here like a traditional brand law you know like the NFT thing was a cool starting story and it will always be a part of our DNA Every t- anytime there's something cool that we think we can afford to do or we think we have the resources to do we will go and try in the Web3 space but it needs something very strong as the foundation and I think the strongest thing that you can build today is a brand right because the brand is an intangible concept that can be applied to different mediums. And NFT is one medium. It was a medium that gave us that firepower to start, but it's not enough on its own. And that applies to like every single big brand out there. Like Coke, they got their main product, they got their drink, but they also got like so many other expressions of their brand on like different, you know, collabs, partnerships, all that. So it's just a medium, right? They also launched NFTs, by the way. Mm-hmm. I know, they didn't <laughs> yeah. perform very well, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe they sold out, but then don't, don't do what, you know, like so all the big brands also chimed in, they did their own, their own, their own NFTs, but like, yeah, so you know, I just need to 
build that thing that other people maybe had for 10, 20 years before they did NFTs, but I don't have. I just need to build the other half now. I know, I know. It's yeah. a, it, I mean, it's the same as my personal experience with media. Like, I'm not a media insider, right? So after the podcast blew up, right, then you had all these other things that, that come, sponsors come, you know, like people want you on their show, people want to come on your show. At first, you're like a dog, you know, can you come, can you come, can you come? After that, it's like, there's a queue. Yeah. Right? Now, these people want to introduce me, people, I got criteria some more, right? You know, it's like, it's it, it just blows up. And then you, and then, but then you, you, you look at it. It's like, oh yeah, some things are good, some things are not so good. Like, and then you, you look at other brands. You're like, oh, they're doing them well. And after you think about it, oh, they've been in the media game for much longer. They've been at it for like you know half their life, right? So they know how to play as the game plays on. Whereas like we are just learning on the go, right? It's like okay, what's next, ah, huh? right? And I think you were even more of a frontier in the game that you were playing. Like not a lot of people to tell you what's next, right? So, so no. it becomes very, very, very uh, challenging. Okay, okay, fair. Then then. If someone today wants to like kind of do an NFT, you know, like, like, is it still as difficult or like, how is it like, you know, is there still a future, right? You know, it's like, or should you just go and do other things? I think if you want to get into it, don't sell the NFT. Uh. You build the shovel. So you build the, the things for people to use when one day somehow there is a demand for NFTs oh. again. I think that is a wiser thing. Like, why, why build a computer? I build a graphic card, you know what I mean? Okay, okay. Yeah. You sh- okay, okay. So that's your, that's your view. And what about you? I think we went until 2024 to see how. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you're, you're, you're getting now, like, you're competing against so much noise. There's no space for you to sell your product. Not in Singapore, at least. Um, you, you probably have to do what Chanel did, which is keep flying overseas to network. You're talking about 30 to 50K networking costs. And then, Projects that sell out, I think, are really crypto-native. Yeah. But in terms of like coding the NFT or building it, I, I recommend not using a low-code platform because if you ever want to expand your your collection with new technology, not owning your own smart contract is kind of sus. La. It's kind of lame. I think it will limit you in terms of flexibility. Just hire a coder if you're not a coder or find a coder. La and convince the coder that, hey, this thing might work. <laughs> the first guy that used SAS on the show. Oh, is it? <laughs> it's like, I issue an NFT for that. Okay, first SAS on TFC. Okay, yes, okay. yes. Okay, um, okay. Fair, fair, yeah. fair. I think, I think, you know, there are ways to do it still. It's just, it, it really depends case by case basis. Yeah. And I think you will find more success if you are extremely crypto native. Because those are the people who are looking to buy fun stuff with their crypto. And their whole worldview, their whole frame of mind of their financial position is crypto-based. It is not fiat-based. I get it. Yeah. Get so it. those that, that is your true target audience. And if you can build that successfully, then eventually the thesis is that when the world is more crypto-based, then they will come for all these OG assets, right? Yeah. If, you can, if you're willing to do that, you yourself very crypto-native, then okay. But if you're not, then don't. Uh. Go somewhere else. Uh. Go somewhere else. Yeah, or look at the infra. You know, like I think one of the, the the smartest people I think has built this product called Crossmint. But I don't even know the guy, by the way. So it's not plug or anything. It's just a very young guy. But you can very sponsor smart. Like, if you want. Okay, you can't come on. Sure, let us know. Yes. <laughs> he's, not, he's not in Singapore. He built the payment gateway for people to buy NFTs with credit card directly. And 
I managed to integrate it in so many NFT projects and they just charge the percentage. It's been it's like it's like building a stripe. Uh. That's why I say build the shovel, don't build the, the thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, nice. That's that's cool. That's interesting. So then how has your business then kind of evolved? Like how how are you doing this now? Like so I am doing this in a very traditional way now, much to the disappointment of some of my biggest NFT holders, by the way. I'm really sorry if you're really? ever watching this. Yes, yes, they are disappointed in this because they are very crypto native. And we even had a call with them before, but I won't go into details of that call today. But yeah, we got slammed <laughs> by our biggest holders. Yeah, yes. because they wanted us to take it in a very crypto native direction, which I disagreed on. And today I'm running it more as physical retail product because I have put this in a few retail points and I have seen that it can sell. When people don't know the story and they don't know what it is, they just see cute, they buy. To me, that is a great marker that this could be something because then when you have everything behind it in the future, it will go, right? And... Cash is king. Uh. Yeah. And she shared quite yeah. a bit on uh, another podcast that we did about e-commerce. Okay, you can check out oh, that right. one. Yes, yes. yes. Oh, please continue. Yeah, no. So, so basically, like, um, I'm, I'm focusing on treating it like a physical business where I keep designing new things and then trying to, like, have a tango on when to launch the new things versus when we have enough audience because I don't want to keep my things tied up in inventory. So recently I have oh, been that's doing... that's a whole different... Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. Fulfillment inventory. Yeah, so recently I've been doing um, a lot of sales on TikTok shop which has been doing really well. Last week I was the second top seller amongst like some new really? sellers. Yes! I even got like... An, uh, I even got like... Uh, in some image, later I show you. Oh my god! Okay, <laughs> yeah. okay. And I only streamed for one day that week. Eh. I only stream on 10.10. Eh. So I was like, huh... <laughs> it works. It works. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like even on live stream, which is live stream sales, which is a quite a niche way of selling, but it's like an easy way to start, right? So I'm like, okay, this has proven enough traction in the locker stores that I put this in. It's proven enough traction in the booths that I'm doing on the weekends. Every weekend, I like profit. I don't just break even. I cover the cost of the rental for the weekend. I'm like, okay. I, I cover plus I profit and then on the live stream I'm also profiting so I'm like okay I mean all this little little chump change here and that adds up over time it gives me the confidence to design more things and launch it out in like launch more more products next year la. physical things take longer time to develop I think because you have to go back and forth and then when you're new you don't know whether the supplier like uh, the quality come out nice or not so, yes, yes. Yeah, so we're gonna time. sell coconut next to the, the toast right okay. legit yes, legit yes, okay, yes, okay, yes, okay. Yes. when and we then, launch it you must buy yes, okay. we will we'll issue, do TikTok shop we will issue <laughs> a free NFT don't only spend money right? very easy issue okay. a poet for you so okay. yeah so I think okay so just now you also asked me you know, whether you can do actually NFT is a very good way to gamify it just so happens it's an NFT, but actually it's not any different from like a loyalty stamp. So like it could be like, yeah, it could be like, you know, every three shows that you listen to from his podcast, you will get like a pull app. You can go claim a pull app. You just need to screenshot something that proves that you've listened. I don't know how you do that. They don't know me, they just scrub to the end. I don't know that Yeah, hey, you scrub, I will know. I will know. Yeah, yeah, yeah you yes, can yes. see the watch time. Uh. Yeah, yeah, I will or see like, the drop. I say, hey, what's going on this yeah. thing? <laughs> yeah, so maybe you watch finish whole podcast, then you can go and claim a free like stamp to say you've listened to like this podcast. And maybe after like five, ten stamps, then you get you get like a free sticker or whatever. I don't know. So yeah, there could be ways you can gamify that 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 engagement yeah. we should we should and after after we go through our rebranding and yeah. all that I think we should so the other area of growth that I'm like trying to grow now on is just the usual law Instagram TikTok like grow the social media numbers even though I am a firm believer that social media numbers does not translate to sales one of the biggest like plush toy companies in the world Jelly Cat they've been around for like almost 20 years I think they are like at least 20 to 50 mil company they only joined Instagram last year okay 
and they already have a hundred over thousand followers. But why? It's because people already love their stuff on the shelves, right? So I think it's just about playing all of these different games all at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> slowly yeah. but surely. The retail surely. game is complex, yeah. yes. Yeah, and slowly but surely. Yeah. So you're yeah. doing retail and you're doing like e-commerce and yeah. everything. Okay, yeah. and, okay. and to be very honest with the NFT holders, I'm very sorry I have fallen short on keeping a community going. But I genuinely think putting our brand footprint out there is going to be better in the long run. Uh. And that's why I kind of let the community slide off already. I think it's very hard for me to sustain. I like, already talk to the same group of people. How is that the best use of my time? <laughs> right? And then so, sometimes got angry fud. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know fud, what's fud? Yeah. Uh, fear. Uncertainty. Fud. Doubt. fud. Okay. Uh, okay. Fud. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Oh my God. That's Which is kind of crazy to me because like there were so many other projects that made money and ran off made tons more money and ran off then you got no one to fart I'm fart here I barely made money actually trying to cut up fart you fart Logan Paul then he just you. He does, he's too rich to care about you so you've come and fart it happens it happens it happens Malaysia Apasi oh really Apasi what's Apasi why I think oh okay 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 okay. I know I know Apaya anyway I think he's just the Indonesian uh, way. In, the Thai is Alaina. But anyway, anyway, we're not going there. Okay, fair, fair, interesting. So, so with that, right, then, but actually, it sounds like you're, you're doing a lot, you know, like, and it's not like the most profitable, like, you know, you're still kind of like grinding it out, you know, like, but how do you keep up with this? NFTs gave me financial freedom for a, a few years. And this is not from Toasty. This is a side event that happened through doing the Toasty Quest, okay? So you're playing a game, imagine we're all in an MMORPG that is called Life. <laughs> my, my, my character decided I would take on a quest to do an NFT project. Then along the way, I meet some benefactors and angels, okay? Like, it's really a side event. Uh. <laughs> on my very first trip to NFT New York, this was November 2021, I went alone. The flights to New York just reopened after like COVID, right? And... When I went to events for NFT related things, I was like, hi everyone, I just, you know, flew, not hi everyone. <laughs> I mean, I just like introduced that where you come from, you know, and I don't speak like a native New Yorker. I told them I came from Singapore to learn about NFTs, I'm going to do an NFT project, I would like to learn more. People were very open and welcoming then because it was still not like max commercialized events yet. People at that NFT New York event were all very excited that there seemed to be something magical going on. Okay, I love that event. The following NFT New York didn't have the same spark. It was a little bit more sponsored and more proper. But that, that first NFT New York event, um, it was still kind of like everyone just had that excitement on the brink of something new. And they were very amazed to find out that I flew there to learn more about NFTs. And there was one particular event um, that was being hosted by a gallery called Bright Moments Gallery. And they were hosting a Body Yacht Club uh, gallery show. And on the flyer, it said that you can go there, go in for free. Then when I showed up, I went all the way there. I was like... So you don't need the bought it to, no, 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 to no, go no. in? Okay. That's, that's, what, that's okay. what it was advertised like, on the image on okay. the poster online. Across the two blocks, there was like a line waiting. I was like, oh my God, I don't want to queue. And then like, end up, I don't have the NFT, I can't go in, right? I don't have BYC. <laughs> so I just went straight to the front to just clarify first uh, before I go and dedicate my, uh, my evening to queue. <laughs> then I tapped the shoulder of these two guys outside. And then they were like, oh, how do you learn about NFTs? Like, you know, well, why was your interest in it and stuff? Then I just told them that, oh, I want to do my own project, looking to learn, meet some new people here. Came from Singapore. They were damn shocked that I flew in from Singapore <laughs> just to learn about NFTs. And they were like, 
um, yeah, you can just, we, we will t- bring you into the event. You can go and take a look. No worries at all. Then I was like, okay, cool. Thank you. And then after that, turns out that they were from the gallery themselves. They were the ones who were helping the host and they have their own NFT project called Crypto Citizens, which is like the coolest project, honestly, one of the coolest projects out there. They, they make it their mission to grow like the NFT and the art scene. They open like different galleries in different cities and in the cities that they go to, they try to give like locals their NFTs to be like a crypto citizen of that gallery ecosystem. So that was the second city that they were in. Uh, for NFT New York, they were giving out crypto citizens. Like, so they give you a crypto New Yorker. So the guy invited me to come back to redeem my crypto New Yorker. Because he was like, since you're really into the space, like, you know, seems like a good addition. Why not? You know, I was like... The Asian girl from Singapore <laughs> flying, yeah. talk to me at the counter. Then yeah. I was like, okay, like, you come. Like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. Like, so, like, it's not the know the guy is thinking. Like, yeah. yeah. He was like, yeah, I'm not alone. Eh. I did all these things alone, okay? I didn't have anyone with me. Then like, I didn't know anyone. I just I just go to events and I'm like hello <laughs> like this random alien okay then then after that and the thing is I was also a bit sus because like when people give you free crypto things you need to be a bit sus huh? you need to learn huh? that, that not everybody got the best intentions this one had the most wonderful intentions but I was just like well trained to be to be careful you know about what I'm exposing my wallet to okay wallet security very important stuff here and then after that turns out that they were so legit they were getting like Gary Vaynerchuk they were getting Toby Maguire Dead Mao to go collect crypto citizens I was like oh my god I also want so I went back I collected my crypto citizens very fun like they have they set up a full screen and when you get the NFT like Every, you will walk down like the 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 gallery everybody will clap for you because <laughs> of what you got <laughs> yeah 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 very nerdy very cool I love it I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a full dog I will admit that and and then it turned out that they had another drop that the gallery was involved in uh, for a new collection by Tyler Hobbs who is a big artist um, he dropped this series called Fidenza which is one of the poster boy series of art blocks uh, very interesting NFT project that you can go check out I won't even call it a project at this time it's really like a poster boy platform, for like uh, NFT's platform yeah legit and art platform legit art platform yeah. right? so Tyler Hobbs dropping his next collection after the wild success of Fidenza for this series called Incomplete Control and they dropped everyone who has a crypto citizen um, into the raffle to see whether or not you can get an option to get that piece it's like and a lottery yeah, yeah like yeah. a lottery so oh 1000 is f- how many f- 5 or 15 5 no 5 golden tickets no 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 more than 5 I think 50 15, golden one, I think 50 five. golden tickets no la 15 man I cannot remember I can't remember one, how many five. One, 5 only no it, I think it was, it's a bit more it, no it was quite a bullshit chance it's quite okay. a lucky chance okay <laughs> the thing is you know where you're going okay. with this I won the golden ticket, like one of the golden tickets. I'm pretty sure it's more fifteen. Uh, <laughs> to to get this incomplete control, and you have to pay up front. Uh, you have, it's, it's not like you get it for free. You have to get you you get you win an option to buy it, but the option was within means to buy. Uh, with me and like my partner helping me. <laughs> okay, it's very expensive NFTs uh, for reference for dancers are uh, about 70 ETH. And at that time, two years ago, Ethereum was about three to four K USD up wow, and down, right? So, so you do the math. Yeah. yeah, so that's a Fidenza price. But this is first collection. You never know whether the second art collection will perform as well as the first collection, right? Mm. Because it's not like up- HDB block, right? <laughs> no, no. And, and second art- installation will be more expensive than the first <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, art, art is so subjective. Like, Van Gogh's Sunflowers, his Starry Starry Night. 
those are the most famous ones. But there's probably like hundreds of other Van Gogh paintings you've never heard of, right? So you never really know. It's still a gamble. It's a very speculative gamble. And we were like sitting, and we could sell the option. Right, but we didn't want to sell the option. I didn't want to sell the option. I thought like if I'm going to be in a space, it'd be very cool for me to own this and everything. Yeah, so we bought. I bought that. Took out like a big chunk from my bank account because <laughs> I'm not a rich person. I'm just a random girl from Singapore. A DJ. <laughs> yeah, Singapore. a DJ from Singapore. <laughs> I, I, by the way, I'm not a DJ before this. Uh, I don't. I don't even buy. It. You ask me where's the Toto that kind of thing. I don't even know. Okay, it was just because. When I got into crypto, I genuinely thought it was a very cool product. Fair. You know, fair, like... Yeah. You spent 40k, right? Huh? On the option. No, uh, 15 ETH is how much that time? 60k. Yeah. 45. Your partner also. Yeah, so I put in, I put in two thirds. Yeah, I put in one third. Yeah. And she never bought even a, a LV. Yeah, I've never, I don't own no a single branded, branded bag. Oh the one goodness. branded bag I own is from the my mom. Bag. No, it's not the toasty bag. Yeah, right. That's a branded bag. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. Uh. Yeah, and it's passed down to me like from my mom. So... Yeah, like, it was crazy. And I was just, like, sweating on the whole time because I don't know whether the money will go down the drain. But the conviction played off. You know, I when we went to went back to New York to mint the mint the NFT, minting the NFT just means buying, la, okay? Even the artist himself never see before because uh, it's generative art. So it's actually coded. The art, is, uh, the art comes out from code. So code is the new paintbrush, okay? Just think about it that way. Um, when my piece came on the screen, I was, like, relieved because it was nice. So it's abstract art. Uh, abstract art abstract art is not supposed to be, not supposed to be nice no but, but because it's a collection of abstract art okay. so within that got different traits got different colour different positioning you know got enough negative space or not too cluttered or not and I don't know how to teach people this okay it's just I look at it I think nice or not nice okay and it's obviously still subjective but I think like I think I looked at my piece I was like not bad not bad like really not bad out of the whole collection pass, pass. pass. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. more than pass I think okay, above okay. average so not the best but above average then I was like oh hang because that means that maybe someone want to collect it someday okay and that means that I can resell it because like I said I put all my all my all, um, big chunk of my network into this art piece that is a very niche form of art and then yeah, we originally I had a big offer and then I didn't want to sell I was attached to it again how was your first offer? My first offer was 130 Ethereum. Oh, wow. Okay, so I didn't want to share all these things publicly back then because, like, you know the wise adage is that you win lottery, you don't tell anybody, right? <laughs> yeah, like... like well you know, thought, auntie teach very well. Yeah, yes. but like, yes. I was just like, you know, I don't want too many people up in my business, like, okay, like, I'm a very private person. Even before I did this, my Instagram is like, private. So, yeah, and then my brother... The wise person that he is kept telling me to sell because he was like, you really put so much of your own money into it. There's no way you can hold on to this. Like, you know, you don't have to feel guilty that you sell. I mean, like... Yeah, I thought you sold for 100. No, I did. I, no, I sold for 110 in the 110, end. Oh yeah. yeah. Sorry, sorry. But the first offer was 130 and I didn't yeah. want to sell. I kept sitting on it. And then two months passed and... I, I noticed my behavior was that I kept checking the prices of Fidenza every day. Oh and Fidenza is not even the collection that I had. Yeah. Right? I was just checking the anchor collection because that's the famous one. And I remember just thinking to myself, I don't think I can sleep like this. Eh. <laughs> like, I really don't think I, I'm just not rich enough. Okay, guys, I'm a very poor person. I'm not rich enough to hold on to something that is worth some worth worth, worth money that I could put into like a down payment for my future life, my future house, you know, my future marriage, whatever. So I was just like, well, I cannot, 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 cannot. 100k. Yeah. yeah, at that time it's still very high. So, so yeah, I listened to his advice. Went back to the went back to the original um offer buyer. At that time, he had already collected 
when when we first talked, he only collected like nine of the my 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 collection. When I went back to him, I think he really collected like a few more. It's a, it's a big whale by a they're from a big art foundation. So yeah, he lowered the price. <laughs> no choice. I actually, you're damn lucky that your art piece came out the way because he said he, this is yeah. one that he needs to yes. complete his collection in his mind. Yeah, he's curated. He's curating the collection because it's green. <laughs> yeah, there were flecks of green in it. And there were no uh, very few other pieces with that much green tones. Yeah. She's fucking lucky. <laughs> yeah, everything just lined up. Uh. And we had some other I had some other offers also. Like people were offering like maybe one for Denzel plus 60 ETH or whatever. I was like, no, straight up just give me like the full cash. I don't want to have the trouble of selling the for Denzel in the future. So that's the offer I took. Yeah. And then that money, I listened to him. I changed a lot of it out. To yes, I changed half of it out to see. He even remembers the the, the details. This guy is the de- the number details guy. I'm just like oh, it's it's it's. it's, no, every, it's like- the, every team needs like that one, right? <laughs> you need some people that are just doing the the thing, and then someone else is like, hey, this one cannot, right? right. It's always like that. Yeah. yeah. So I took his advice. I changed it out to cash, and that's how I have been managed. Uh, that's how I managed to live um the way I lived the last two years, which is still just kind of like floating and figuring things out not the best way not advisable okay but um i like to think that someone up there has seen that i have been honest with my intentions in my nft project so while we didn't moon we didn't scam people you know we really just try our best and this fell on my lap anyway <laughs> to give me the time that i needed to process all of it because like running a business running a pro- what you want to call it project running anything like it takes a lot of I think the person needs to be 100% fully invested in it. And even though I had all these ideas, I still didn't dare. Okay, it's for true. a lot it's of the true. time, I was just being like rushed along by the market because we knew like if we didn't launch at this particular time, that's it. Like the, the window is all gone already. We know opportunity gone. So kind of forced ourselves into it. But honestly, I, would, I don't think I was ready. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I was mentally there. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, so, so back to the story. Uh, yeah, no, I changed half. And then I went to DJ and I went to buy some other NFTs. They were all gone already. So like, thank I God I got some cash. I had to her to even change half. <laughs> I had to argue with her for one whole month over text. Then after that, on the day that... <laughs> Luckily, I, it's over text. Yeah, over text, yeah. <laughs> on the day that... I think one of the... One of the, one of the exchanges crashed. Uh. Is it Luna crash? Was it Luna crash? I don't think it was Can't Luna remember. crash. I can't remember. Either Luna or FTX. La. Those were the no, two No, FTX events. was much later. Uh, it was still early on. If not, you would be, you'd be yeah, broke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Broke yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I think it was when Eve was 3k and then she was like oh my god what am my Eve move like there's no fucking way it's gonna move <laughs> I thought her, like a hedge fund only puts 20% of their assets like their, their net worth into one trade at any given time so, so maximum like like that's the max cap eh? you riskier than hedge fund eh? <laughs> Like you see our and this is what a lot of, this is what a lot of retail investors do, right? That yeah. then they after that they lose their money, then they complain government or take care of them. You're just you're just crazy. You might as well go to a casino, right? Play baccarats to it. Play baccarats 49.5%, right? Just all in one time. Got a better chance, right, than the way you all gamble. Seriously. Right. So anyone listening to this, right, you're like, oh crypto NFT seems like a very good idea. Oh my oh god. Oh my god. Please uh, go in with a big like reality check because while I have been extremely lucky in many of these situations yeah. blessed with somebody to advise me blessed and hold me back to to yeah. the money out <laughs> blessed with the opportunity the best, blessed with winning the lottery so to speak Goodness. like even then I still you know fall like imagine you don't have all of these things and all of these like luck gone zero. very back scary to zero. Back and, to zero. and when you never 
and you have more when you eat when you make more money than you make in like a year at one shot, right? I tell you, you and you don't have this kind of experience, you don't come from a rich background, right? Your mental model is is not stable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, like it, I went through that. It has reshaped. Yes, it's true. I went through that. It, it, it's it, true. It, it's, it, it, it was it was weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Suddenly yeah. the possibilities open up. Yeah. Then your mind will entertain things that you never entertained prior. Yes. Right? It gets very like, oh, why am I doing this? Yes, right? yeah, yes. Yeah. My worldview changed. And I went to therapy, right? And then I asked her like, how come I still feel so down? You know, some days I still feel like worse than ever before. Like I thought I accomplished what I wanted to do. She told me that a lot of entrepreneurs are um seekers and when they, when they are downs right your down is very very down because you don't have that high basically we are drug addicts uh. but the thrill that we seek is not the the drug uh. it's the it's the it's the thrill of that accomplishment or that win okay so she basically told me that at therapy i was like oh my god because there are days where i was just very very down i got all this like money even even if, if the time still in crypto and cash whatever it's more than what i no- normally have i was still like just more anxious than ever you know i don't know how to deal with it <laughs> Like, I was just like, no, I didn't expect all this to come. Yeah, um, very psychologically tiring. I, di- I didn't realize that I was drug addict. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's sick of your Okay, okay. Thank, thanks for sharing no the story. Right now, you know why Chanel can keep, you know, continuing yeah, this but it's selling not plush toy <laughs> and the boob. Like that. I was like, girl, you're about to want 10. It's like, okay, okay, but okay. Not forever, not forever. I mean, like, any other day living in Singapore, not cheap. Yeah, I mean, I course. want to... I'm want sure to... you want to crack this. I'm sure you want yes, to crack this, yes. right? So yeah, tastytoasty.com. last things you want to add for our listeners yes, thinking of, of NFTs or all that jazz like whether building or investing I think you really need like a 20 year plan uh. yeah Tasty Toasty's got 20 year plan okay you don't think you just see plush toys you got no plan uh. got plan roadmap, roadmap. got roadmap yeah and the roadmap is serious one you don't just go and look at people one and copy like I mean you can do that for a start but you need to have your own edits uh. <laughs> <laughs> And you need to have you need to be comforting (laughs) no but you need to you need to have like a foundation for what is it you're trying to build and I think like NFTs are one part of a multifaceted plan and you need to be very certain on that it could be that it's just NFTs also but then you need to be extremely crypto native I think for it to be wildly successful or you know enough crypto native people let's say you're an artist you just go out there and tweet your art. You think people will see, man? No. <laughs> you need to be able to learn how to play the game. I mean, in the art world, so you want to sell your art. You need to know all the galleries. So you need to be, be friends with all the Thai Thais or the people who can afford your art. It's the same thing in crypto. You need to know the whales and they, and they need to like you. <laughs> so... They need to see you as a Xiaoxiao Dijang girl that flew in from Singapore. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, 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 hey, more than that, okay? They, I remember very clearly because we sitting across at lunch, he looked at the name card, he was like, I used to have an ex-girlfriend who would buy everything cute and I think this could be one of those things, okay? So, so like, he actually saw value in the, the thing itself also. But, uh, yeah, I think you need to have that plan. How are you going to scale? Obviously, overseas, licensing, you know, IP, that, that's a whole other ball game, but you need to know uh, and most importantly you need to have somebody who is on your side to <laughs> give you good insights and be real and honest with you when no one else will be because when the hype comes everybody will just chong uh. but chong within what reason who is going to be your who is going to be real with you 
you need that person. Uh. Nice, nice. What what the voice of reason have to say? If you have to do NFTs now, I mean, you, you're making a bet. I mean, we were discussing the other day buying a crypto punk now. Like, legit, legitimately, like, like I think it's what, 100, almost 100k? Sing? Is it more than that now? More than that lah. I, I also don't know. Because it depends what punk you buy. 154 punk. But the thing yeah, is... Yeah, punk lah if you buy it. Sorry. The thing is... If, no, I don't think... <laughs> so, I don't okay, know. okay, come share, share, Okay, share. so like, now it's at the absolute lowest it will ever be. And then you're making a bet on whether or not NFTs will come back in 2024, 2025 if Ethereum comes back up. Uh. As in, do you think first is Bitcoin and Ethereum will go back up? Then do you think that CryptoPunk will survive? It's the OG, yeah. So if you bet on these two things surviving, buy a blue chip. If you can afford, I don't that's, that's all, yeah. And make it, like, let it be 10% of, of your net worth, yeah. like, please. Like, so five, 10% of your net worth. First. Just be a moderately, if not, don't, don't bother, I think. There's nothing else worth buying. Nothing else that's that resilient. Maybe Paji Penguins because it's quite cheap, right? Haji penguins, I don't know now Lunch, the price. One no, 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 three to five ETH at oh, least. Yeah, yeah, because, because they launched all their toys at Walmart. Doing toys also. Yeah. And they're at Walmart. So like you you want to buy buy a bullshit. If you're looking at building, learn how to build first, then wait and see. Or you launch now, who are you gonna sell to? Yeah. 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 <laughs> you launch now, right? I tell you very hard to sell. Yeah. Unless all your friends are already in the space and exactly. they have that kind of influence. Then you build already yeah. what next, right? So the 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 big question about NFT is what next? And then like it's supposed to be in the metaverse. But the metaverse is not out yet. I mean there there are games, <laughs> but like like the AR VR metaverse is only coming out when like AR goggles come out. 2024, 2025, right? When your graphics card become like 4K, 5K, then your computer can render insane things. That's when a real metaverse will start to develop. VR, AR becomes more of a reality. That's when NFTs have a potential reason to exist again. That's where crypto finally might have a reason to exist again. Because for a digital world, use a digital currency. But until then, you just wait and see. Oh, no waste time first, ah. Learn a bit then don't waste time first. Ah. Don't waste time. Yeah, but right. I, think, I think a lot of people are going to hate us for saying <laughs> yeah, this though. Yeah. No, it's lovely. <laughs> lovely. It's great. I love it. Right? But so, yeah. yeah oh, your yeah, time oh, is valuable. Yeah. Or yeah. oh, you can go and like, you know, uh, buy the Toasties NFT <laughs> and then go and like rally NTUC to put it at the shelf. Right? No, I don't need to be an NTUC. Thank you for your time. <laughs> check it out, check it out. Okay, tasty toasties.